Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. We'll be right back with Dan, but let's give a shout out to our podcast partners, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are two great organizations that you really need to be a part of. And now let's take a moment and hear from our podcast sponsors that make this all possible. We want to say thank you to Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. That's Gipper.com. Use the podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. Create custom-branded content for your school social media channel. That's Gipper.com. We want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But Final Forms is more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. And they've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility and rosters and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com or on Snap, that's O-N, snap.com to find out more about their platform and their services. For Snap Raise, better fundraising makes a better program. You can get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. Our coaches use Snap Raise, and as an athletic director, uh, it was just wonderful. There's no upfront cost. The data is secure. There's even a program to collect your funds before you actually raise them. Go to snapraise.com and see how choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group can make a huge difference. Like I said, it's easy, it's safe, and it works. Go to SnapRaise and see the thousands and thousands of dollars that they've helped schools just like yours raise using the SnapRaise platform. Change your fundraising game plan. Start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to SnapRaise.com or go to OnSnap, that's O-N-Snap.com. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes that really love your program. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at one 800 738-6466. You can also email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. And we want to say thanks to our friends at Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. And you can join the 200,000 teams 
that use Huddle to help their athletes play better. As a high school football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the analytics, um, everything about the platform was great. Go to Huddle.com and see how they can help your team play at their highest level. They've got a complete solution with professional grade analysis. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users, including your student athletes, and see how your school can become a Huddle school. That's Huddle.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing. Go to hometownticketing.com and they will show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, school plays, concert performances, even graduation. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate money for your department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. And we want to thank the good folks at Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. They've got uh, an entire library of templates to go with their touchscreen video consoles and help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. For new listeners, Dan's a certified master athletic administrator. He's the senior athletic director for Polk County Schools here in Florida. He's also very active in our state association. He's the certification coordinator for the FIAAA, also active at the national level, uh, national faculty, also helping to create a new LTI course uh, that's going to be coming out in a let's say in another year or so, but uh, Dan, every week we do this. Uh, what do you have for our listeners this week on team building tips? Well, you know, something that we struggle with um, every year as athletic directors is, is hiring practices, you know, and we need to figure out um, who we're hiring, you know, why we're hiring them, but, you know, these are going to be some tips to kind of, um, help you through that process because it's it's more challenging these days than it's ever has been and we're we're doing a study right now in our district on you know how many teacher coaches we have that are true you know educational based teachers and that are coaching and then how many 
that we what we call community coaches that we rely on to coach our our athletic teams and what we're seeing right now just briefly looking at the data is a significant increase in relying on community coaches which is which is difficult um you know there actually should be two different topics you know hiring a teacher coach and then hiring a community coach and then have the hiring practices for each one of those you know it's, it's very difficult because you're relying on you know people that are not in that educational based setting to understand what we go through as educational based athletics and hiring practices but when you're hiring, I mean, the first thing you need to think of is what's your athletic department's identity? Um, what's your mission and vision? That, I mean, that's the first thing. You got to know as an athletic director, you know, what you're looking for. Because unfortunately, if you talk to some athletic directors, they, they'll tell you a warm body. I mean, we've gotten to that. Unfortunately, you know, some people have gotten to that point in their area where they're just looking for a warm body to fill that coaching position. But once you establish your identity as an athletic department, your mission and vision of your department, then you start looking for people that basically uh, fit within those guidelines of what your expectations are. Um, do you have anybody uh, involved in the program already that can climb the ladder, become, you know, whether the freshman coach, JV coach, varsity assistant, are they, are they the next candidate for that that position? You know, ideally, you know, what are you doing as an athletic director? That person that's climbing the ladder is not ready for that to take over the program. I mean, that's what you got to think about too, is what are you doing as an athletic director to mold and shape these young coaches to become the next, you know, head women's basketball coach or head women's softball coach? What are you doing um, when you do that? So you, when you start, because when we think about hiring practice, we'll talk about a lot of different things today, really, you know, check referrals and check references and, you know, all that stuff. But really, you have to get it uh, solidified, you know, what your mission and vision is of your athletic department, what you're looking for in a coach, because the last thing you want is to hire someone that really goes against all those core values that you believe an athletic department or a sporting program should should run. So if you get someone that goes against the grain, you're going to struggle and you're going to have conflict. But it goes back to one of my previous lessons, you know, about coaches. You don't have to like them. But if they're good for kids, then let them be and let them coach those kids. You don't have to get along and always hang out outside of the workplace because uh, that creates burnout, which we talked about before. But if they're good for kids, let, let them go. But some of the tips that I do, and it's kind of a, you know, a pet peeve is when I get resumes, I need to look at the name, uh, no matter what job it is. And I start to think and I look at their references. By law, I have to call those references. So I do. And I already know what they're going to say. Coach is great. Coach does a great job. Coach, 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 coach. You know what they're going to say. Because who puts someone on their resume as a reference that's going to say negative things about them? So I start trying to find people that I know or I've made connections with or someone I just met at the NIAAA conference that's in Utah that maybe could give me some background and insight. So perfect example, over the weekend, I got a resume, guys moving down from uh, Evansville, Indiana. Uh, wants to coach, wants to get involved with our football programs here in our county. Um, he didn't have any references on his resume, which is fine. So my goal is to find someone I know in Indiana that can at least do some background checking on this person 
for me. That's the key is find people that um, may know this person because they're going to give you an honest answer. You know, it goes back to that. I get um, asked questions all the time, you know, especially a text. Hey, what do you think about, uh, you know, Jake Von Chair? And then I'll respond and say, uh, I'll call you. And what, the minute that text goes through is I'll call you, it means that person probably doesn't want to put anything negative in writing. They'd rather give it to you over the phone. Or, you know, usually with me, it was like, hey, what do you think of Jake Von Chair? Oh, he's great. I'm tied up right now, but I'll call you, you know, but no, great guy, but I'll call you and fill you in. Uh, we get all those referrals, but trying to find someone, you know, call other schools that they participated against. Hey, you played against, you know, so-and-so high school, you know, how, how were they? Um, did the coach act right or were the kids out of control? You can find out a lot of information um, just by calling, just calling around and doing your due diligence, which a lot of people don't do because we are in a state right now where, unfortunately there's a lot of people out there looking for a warm body and and i get that you have to do that sometimes which is unfortunate but really you know shake the trees and try to find the right people you know one of one of the pet peeves i have um and i'm not one to talk if for those that know me personally know my email address but i don't apply with any jobs with that email address is when people apply for jobs i look at their um their personal email address and um when I was hiring my um, my secretary years ago, uh, I collected applications and and I was kind of a little funny, but um, I don't think I could hire sexy mama at you know her email address. I just I, I don't know if I could live with myself by hiring that person to be my secretary. It just made me nervous because I didn't I didn't know what 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 else was out there. You know, obviously, if you get a candidate, so that that personal email thing is just like, I mean, I start crossing people's name off the list. If it, you know, it's not somewhat, you know, my personal email is Talbooty, but then people look like, why? It's like, that was my nickname in college. That's where it comes from. So they understand. Uh, another thing, too, is, um, is if you're not good with social media, if you're not good with the Internet, find someone that is because you can find a lot of things out there on social media that these people post that um, you put out there that they put stuff out there that you just don't want to see, you know, because my biggest thing is, you know, is when a coach puts something on social media, my first thought is, man, when little Johnny gets cut from the baseball team, how long is it going to take for Johnny's parents to find that picture and bring it up and throw that in front of our faces? So, we try to scour Google and social media and Twitter and Facebook and anything that, you know, we can find on you, we're going to look for. And, and you'll be amazed some of the pictures these people post and, you know, and you look at their objective on their resume, you know, to be a care holder of student athletes and all this stuff. And then you look at the social media page and it, you know, it's, you know, it's something you'd see on uh, HBO around 11 o'clock at night doing some crazy things. Uh, you know, which is which is amazing because they do it. And but it's your it's your um, goal as an athletic to find that stuff. I mean, I'm in a district with a lot of high schools and a lot of um, middle schools and people want to ask me, hey, do you want to be on the interview committee? And obviously, I want to be a part of everyone that I can. But the ones that I can't be a part of, I just ask them, hey, send me the names because, you know, I kind of like that guy to be the one to find the dirt on, them. you know, and and it's. It's, I like the challenge, 
you know, to make sure because the thing is, if, if you don't find it, there will be a parent out there that will find it for you and bring it to your attention. And there's nothing worse than we had it happen in, in this district. We hired a new football coach. We did a press conference. We put it in the newspaper. And then the next day, we got flooded with emails from a YouTube video that was out there saying, I'm glad you hired this person as your new football coach. And you're just shaking your head like, oh, how did we miss that? You know, and then you start going, well, that was the past. People change. We give people second chances. We believe in that. But you really got to do your diligence with, you know, basically their social media, calling people that may have coached against them or doesn't know them to really find out who they are. And if you get an opportunity um, and good athletic directors will target um, good coaches and go after them. I mean, you, you really don't like to do that, you know, because you don't want to steal from another athletic director. But my philosophy is, you know, hey, if I designed this portfolio for like how to hire coaches and I gave it to you, then, you know, we'll free games for me to steal your coach too. Uh, we're always stealing from each other. So might as well not steal a coach if we can. Um, but it's an interesting topic. It, it's difficult because, you know, I remember growing up where every one of my coaches when I was in high school was a teacher at the school. And that has changed dramatically, dramatically these days. Um, to where we're hiring people in the community and we really don't really know who we're getting. Um, and it's interesting, you know, being the district athletic director, how many phone calls I get that um, coaches in past the background check or the finger or the drug test, you know, and it's like, ah, unbelievable. And that's unfortunately, you know, one of the first questions we have to ask when we're doing interviews, especially these community coaches. But do your due diligence because if not it's one of those things especially if you're young uh you may know this person you may you know think you found the right person but like you said if this person has done some things especially out on social media you know you don't want parents to remind you of it because unfortunately um they will i've got all great tips uh you probably saw me writing things down um but i've got two email questions or maybe one's a comment uh that applicant with sexy mama, you know, I could just see had you hired her um, and it would have been, you know, on one of your district, um, you know, brochures for more information, email sexy mama at Polk County. That probably wouldn't have gone too well. All right. Here's a serious question. Yeah, they do, you know, cause you know, cause here's the problem with one of the major, you know, things, and this might be a topic for another day, but we're, we're the athletic director. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can't say, like for me, yes, like in my last episode, I talked about how my release is to go play hockey. Um, trust me, there's people that test my patience. Um, I say don't poke the bear uh, per se when I'm playing, but I also got to keep on the mindset that I can't go light this 160-pound kid up who's flying up down the ice because I am the district-wide athletic director that preaches sportsmanship but here i am you know on my time off you know you know not practicing sportsmanship when trust me there's a lot of times that i do not want to um but that's the issue with being an athletic director is we are an athletic director 24 7 and your coaches got to understand that too you're not just a coach of the football team or the or the lacrosse team or the men's or the boys golf 
you're the boys golf coach 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even in the off season, because as you know, the headlines read, you know, a teacher did this. A lot more people are going to buy it when they say, you know, girls lacrosse coach did this and they're going to use that headline. So you coaches have to understand that. So you really got to, you know, do your due diligence when you're hiring them because if something goes wrong, they're going to go back to the person that hired them and start asking questions because we are in a society where it's not the person that did it is to blame. It's someone else. Someone else needs to be held accountable for another person's action. It's not just, well, this person was troubled or there was a situation and it, it's solely on them. It's, well, who hired them or who brought them or who recommended them? Right. Someone else has to be to blame because that's just our society right now. Uh, again, very good points. Here's my other email question. Um, you're looking at, uh, you post a position, you know, head basketball coach, whatever. And the emails uh, with their attachments start coming in. Do you ever look at the email address? For example, um, you know, I, I'm having applied for a job since my final job at McClay, you know, many years ago. Um, and the school I was at, I had a, a school email, but I also had my Jake's touchdown email, my Gmail account. Do you look at the email address? And if someone sends in their application from their school mail, you know, Jake Fonshear at Polk County Schools or whatever, uh, does that do you see that as a negative? Uh, I, I had someone tell me a long time ago uh, that, you know, you shouldn't apply for a job from your previous jobs email. You should use your personal email um, as if you're doing it on your own time and not company time, something like that. Do you, is that even something you'd look at? Not really. I mean, if someone emails me from their school account, obviously that saves me less research because now I know what district they're in, what school they're in and, and, you know, obviously I'm going to reach out um, to the athletic director and say, you know, why is so-and-so wanting to leave or this and that? Is, is there a situation or what's wrong? I'm eventually going to find out where you're from, but I get both sides of the coin. You know, it, it's your personal email. It's not on company time. People are real sensitive about what you do on company time and in those situations. Uh, that really never affected me. It, it was always those crazy emails that, you know, didn't say, and it doesn't have to sound, you know, professional, but it's just, it's, you know, it's just one of those pet peeves that I have that I just look at everyone's personal email address and, and get a good laugh at it, you know, or if I can't comprehend it, understand why, but if someone applies from their school address, it doesn't bother me. But for the most part, when people do their resumes, they only like to do it once. So they put their personal email account, which is fine. I'm eventually going to find out what school you're at to, you know, the other thing too, when you're another practice is when you're looking at the resume look for gaps, right. you know, it's very rarely, you know, I coach for three, you know, I coached from 2013 to 2018 and then all of a sudden I surfaced again in 21. What'd you do those three years? More than likely they were probably out of school where things didn't go well and they're trying to keep them off. Um, Another hiring practice that I do all the time, and this is from personal. So when I became a head football coach in Florida, I did this nice big old book. You know, it had the solutions to everyone's problems, you know, and I put everything down in writing. 
and I think I may have covered this before, but you know, I had a student athlete um, overdose on drugs. Good kid, going through a rough patch, you know, and you know, because it's it's interesting when you're when you're wanting to become a head coach uh, and never been one, you have all the answers, but then those answers change when you actually get to form a relationship with with student athletes. So, in my book, it says, if "You're caught with drugs, you're off the team." It was easy to write, easy to put down in paper, but then in reality, it was very difficult. And so that student athlete that got in trouble, you know, I was like, man, if I get rid of this student athlete, you know, be the worst thing for him, you know, not something we want to do. We want to, we're going to punish him. We're going to, we're going to handle the issue severely, um, but we need to keep him with us because it's going to save his life. We're going to give this kid an opportunity to change and, and well, he was a starting linebacker, and of course, the parents um, of the backup linebacker, who were very anxious to um, for the next game because their son was now going to be in the stop in the spotlight, uh, and it only took what they already knew for me to find out. So basically, they found out I didn't kick the kid off the team. So the parents scheduled a meeting, and he actually brought in a copy of my book and had it highlighted and. And I said, you're exactly right. I said, there's nothing I can sit here and say, except for the fact that I've never been a head coach when I wrote that thing. And uh, now having a relationship with these kids, I said, you, here, you don't, you're not here because you care about the kid. You're here because all you care about is your kid starting because you just heard this kid was still on the team and figured he was going to play. So I stopped doing books and stopped doing those things. But if you apply for a job for me and you, and you give me a nice big manual where because I know you've already got the manual printed. you just changing the cover. Okay. I understand that. Um, I will open the book up and I will ask you a question from that book. And whatever answer you give me better match that book. Because if it doesn't, then I know you didn't write it. And which is for the most case. Because I actually five years ago interviewed a football candidate at a high school in my county. And the guy turned in my book that I wrote. 15 years ago with with a new cover on it and I just thought it was hilarious how that stuff gets around and you know and I understand you want to do something because you want to you want to get to the next level you want to get to that second pile you know I get that but you know it's not hiring practices but maybe this is a, another topic is you know applying practices you know put things in there that are relevant don't back yourself in a corner that you can get challenged on because it's very difficult but if you're hiring you know, and they turned it, you know, we had one, one principal go, man, you should see the book he turned in. It was awesome. I said, he didn't write it. He probably didn't write it, but you never know. I don't want to be like Debbie Downfall and, and think that, no, there's no good coaches out there. Cause there's some that are, and there's some that write it, but you know, it's, we interviewed one guy for a head football job and it was Zach's opposite. You know, Hey, what's your philosophy on discipline? Look down. Hey, if you turn to page 38 in my book, he started quoting his book. And so that told me he wrote it. So just a little tip for you on hiring. Yeah. And again, I love them all. And as far as books, I I don't know which one I dislike more. Football coaches books, and I had my own, just like you, or mm -hmm. basketball coaches books. Uh, just I, I would tell and when we were hiring for a coach, I would say, send me your resume, your letter of interest, and three references. Do not send me your book. And if somebody sent me their book, I, their application went to the bottom of the pile. 
Can't follow directions. <laughs> Dan, uh, again, just always a treat to listen to you and um, uh, have you share your wisdom with our listeners. Um, as always, if uh, one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain and they haven't been paying attention, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Best way to get a hold of me is through my cell phone, which is uh, 863-661-0647. Again, 863-661-0647. Uh, feel free to call me or text me anytime if I can help you. And hopefully uh, we can connect and then help each other. Because uh, it's there's nothing better than, you know, connecting with people and then getting to see them, you know, at the national conference and, and catching up with them and, and seeing where they're at. I mean, that's, you know, that's the one benefit about being athletic director is the, the relationships you build with people from all over the country. You know, my wife always kids me, you know, like, if you don't do this, I'm going to throw you out. And I always tell her I could drive from here to Seattle. And never stay in a hotel, you never find me, you know, because we've all got them. We got people all over that, you know, just reach out to us and, and will take care of us. And uh, so if you're ever in Florida, come on by the house um, and we'll take care of you. A uh, little Southern hospitality. Um, for our listeners, this is episode number 24. And in our game plan, uh, we've got six more episodes uh, that we're looking at. Uh, let's have a little bit of fun um, for the first listener who either calls or texts Dan or me. I'm going to go ahead and give out my cell phone, uh, 305-218-1325. For the first listener that uh, sends us a text with a uh, topic suggestion for one of our final um, uh, episodes, uh, you will get $100, $100, uh, either be cash. If you come to the NIAAA conference in Nashville, or if you can't make it, you know, I'll send you a check, but, uh, that'll come from proceeds of our, uh, book sales, uh, you know, and our podcast sponsors. If you want an easy 100 bucks, text Dan or myself with a, uh, topic suggestion for team building tips. Uh, I know we get, uh, you know, 90 to 100 listeners for each one of these episodes in the first month or so. So uh, here's an easy 100 bucks. Uh, we'll see if you fast forwarded this to get past the commercials. So th thanks for listening. Uh, Dan, one last, any final words? We are excluded from winning. I was going to, you said 100 bucks. I was going to text you right now. <laughs> I'm not going to exclude uh, employees of Polk County Schools. I don't know if that'd be fair, but because uh, I do post this and tag Polk County Schools uh, for every episode. So uh, this is going to, this isn't going to air until, um, let's see, I got to get the date right. This is going to air on October 27th. So uh, if you text before that, I'll know it was an inside job. So, uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, Dan. All the best um, for our listeners. Uh, obviously, we appreciate you listening. Uh, remember, that these are all posted on YouTube. We'll see you next time on Team Building Tips. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening to Team Building Tips. Uh, we want to quickly thank our sponsors, uh, Gipper. Go to Gipper.com. Start creating world-class content for your school social media channel. Uh, Gipper.com. Want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. See exactly what their fantastic products 
can do for you. I want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. If you've never used a survey to connect with your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com to check out uh, all the things that they can do using surveys for your students uh, and your parents. I want to thank Hometown Ticketing. Go to hometownticketing.com. Uh, they'll show you how to set up and start selling your tickets digitally, and you're going to have uh, client success support every single step of the way. That's hometownticketing.com. I want to say thank you to Final Forms. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. Final Forms is set up to help your stakeholders, your coaches, and you. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake. I want to say thanks to Snap Rays. Go to snapraise.com or go to onsnap.com. That's O-N, snap.com. And check out their platform. Specifically, from a fundraising standpoint, you can't go wrong. They've helped schools just like yours raise thousands and thousands of dollars. Go to snapraise.com for more information. We also want to say thank you to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. And we want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. So become a Huddle school. Go to huddle.com. See how they can help your athletes start performing better using video and analytics. That's huddle.com. And before we go, we want to say thanks to our partners. We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are two great organizations that you should be a part of. Go to wecoachsports.org and go to the Global Community of Women in Sports.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week on Team Building Tips. Mm -hmm.